Welcome to Guys We Fucked. <laughs> guys We Fucked. Guys We Fucked. I'm Christina. I'm Corinne. We're sorry, sorry about, about last, last night. night. The anti slut shaming podcast. <laughs> I never stop. <laughs> Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Guys We Fucked. It's the Anti-Slut Shaming Podcast. I'm Corinne. I'm Christina. I got titties. Do you as well? Well, you're going to love third love. Bra shopping is a drag. But what if you could skip all the hassle and find a perfect fitting bra in minutes? Check out Third Love. Their Fit Finder quiz recommends the bra that's right for you, for your size and your shape. And now you can try one of their bras for free for 30 days. You just pay $2.99 for shipping. Go to thirdlove.com slash GWF to find your perfect fitting bra and try it for 30 days for free. That is thirdlove.com slash GWF. Come see us live, Los Angeles, California, on Sunday, November 19th at 8.30 p.m. We're going to be in the main room at the Comedy Store for our standalone show, The Book Mitzvah, where we'll be celebrating the release of our book that is uh, available in stores and online now called Fucked, Being Sexually Explorative and Self-Confident in a World That's Screwed. Mm. Thank you so much to everyone who has bought the book uh, so far. Our numbers are outstanding. I mean, we still didn't... didn't make the New York Times bestseller no. uh, list yet, but technically, oh wait, we still can. Tech- we can, but I mean, Whoa. we would have to sell like, uh, you know, like eight thousand copies in one. All right, week. what the fuck are you doing, guys? Get off your computers! No, I'm just kidding. But uh, it's like you know, the people who are beating us are people like, like Hillary, Hillary Clinton. Clinton. So I it's know. not really. It's an honor. I didn't know there were only five books on that fucking list for each it's, category. It's I can't impossible. even believe we were considered. That's huge. Well, we broke we broke our goal uh, by over a thousand books of yep. what we were looking to sell. So thank, thank you. you, guys. You guys have been awesome with posting pictures of it and yeah. telling friends about it and like keep doing that because I mean the main thing is like it's cool to get on lists but I think it's more important that we wrote a book that we're really proud of sharing agreed um, so thank you for that and thank you so much to Blue Apron oh you hungry Blue Apron is the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the country. Blue Apron's mission is to make incredible home cooking accessible to everyone. Blue Apron achieves this by supporting a more sustainable food system, setting the highest standards for ingredients, and building a community of home chefs. Featured upcoming meals include crispy wild Alaskan pollock and garlic mashed potatoes with roasted broccoli and tartar sauce, cheesy broccoli baked pasta with crispy thyme breadcrumbs, seared steaks and garlic butter with oven fries and romaine salad and roasted chicken and fall vegetables with cranberry and ginger compote. Uh, I love a good compote. Damn, compote's such a good word. I love Blue Apron. I'm really big into cooking. I'm really big into watching cooking shows uh, because of my intense love of food. And I can honestly say Blue Apron, uh, not only the meals were delicious, but it also made me a better cook, a more creative cook. I know kind of just like off the top of my head, things that go better together. And I can now whip up things uh, from my own imagination uh, in a much higher level way than I was able to before. Uh, Check out this week's menu and get $30 off your first order with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash GWF. You will love how good it feels and Mm. tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron, so don't wait. That's blueapron.com slash GWF. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. And then after you've eaten all your Blue Apron meals in one sitting because maybe you accidentally got high and you were really hungry, you fall asleep on your Casper mattress. Casper is a sleep brand that continues to revolutionize its line of products to create an exceptionally comfortable sleep experience one night at a time. With three minute, uh, three mattress models, the original Casper, the Wave, and the Essential, 
Casper mattresses are perfectly designed to soothe and cradle your natural geometry. That was a very poetic way of saying it's a very fucking comfy bed. Not to mention the breathable design helps you sleep cool and regulates your body temperature throughout the night. And it's delivered right to your door in a small, how do they do that, size box with free shipping and returns in the U.S. and Canada. But the best part is that you can be sure of your purchase with Casper's 100-night risk-free sleep-on-it trial. After all, you spend one-third of your life sleeping. Damn, that's a lot of life. So you should be comfortable. It's true. Corinne and I both sleep on Casper mattresses. Steven and I love the Casper mattress. We had a very shitty mattress before that. It was a futon mattress, and Steven really didn't want to switch. And then when we did, he was like, yeah, this is a lot better. Uh, and it got <laughs> delivered in a box that I was like, there is no fucking way there's a mattress in that fucking box. And then there's a mattress in the fucking box, you guys. It's magical. It's like those little uh, pills you took. No, you didn't take them. You bought them when you were a kid or your uncle gifted them to you when you did something good. <laughs> and you put it in a warm cup of water and all of a sudden it's not a pill. It's a fucking Tyrannosaurus Rex. And you're like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. That's the Casper mattress experience yeah. of unboxing. It's amazing. I fucking love this mattress. Start sleeping ahead of the curve with Casper. Get $50 off towards any mattress purchase by visiting Casper with a C dot com slash GWF using GWF at checkout. That is Casper.com. Offer code GWF for $50 off your mattress purchase. Terms and conditions apply. Woo! <sighs> Get that money, girl. Get that money, honey. Uh, oh boy! Did you have anything personal you wanted to talk about? Um, I watched. Uh, I was bla- I was hashtag blessed to watch Alfred. This oh week. yes, little and Alfred. I love him so much. It did make me realize I don't want a dog. <laughs> uh, because I don't want to think of anyone or anything before myself. I was gonna I say I really don't. I was like, I was like, it's. I think it's my good best friend for you me. to do. I mean, I'm so, super happy I got the dog. It was the right decision for me. But yeah. also, I mean, I've you know I've had you dogs my dog. whole life, right? So I think it, it's different. And also, I'm a little bit older than you. And yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. And I so I think right now it's just kind of like different. I don't live with a boyfriend. It, it's really helped. It helped with my depression a lot. Uh, it, the one thing that I did notice was I started having an anxiety attack while while he was here and he like jumped on my lap and it calmed me down and I mm-hmm. do understand I used to call bullshit on the whole oh it's a service dog because it helps with your anxiety oh it's adorable no for real though no hundred really percent my depression I'm so much less depressed uh, now that I have Alfred and it's also like because it takes away like you know it's like sometimes you're like oh why do I even need to wake up in the morning it's like well you have to just for these yeah. very small things like you have to feed your dog you have to walk I your was dog. very like you warned me that <laughs> Alfred was gonna wake me up earlier than I wanted to be woken up. And I, and I knew that, and yeah. then, but I was really happy to get up and take him outside. Yeah, no, cause it got me guy. outside. He's the best. He's very sweet. Try to have set just to see, cause we were like, do we want this dog life or nah? So we tried, we're like, he's going to just sleep at the floor at the foot of the bed. Yeah. And then, nope, that didn't happen. He slept with us. And then he just kept climbing on Steven and we kept gently putting <laughs> him down on the floor. And then he would sit there and stare at us before eventually coming and climbing back on Steven. And I put him in the bathroom upstairs yeah. and I like put a blanket out. I like really made it nice for him. And he was so upset and I just couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't hear him cry. I couldn't fuck and hear a dog cry. It definitely is like dog life. When I say like, uh, you know, James and I, our whole life and we're not married and we don't live together is like 100% like revolves around Alfred. Yeah, not for me. Thinking about Alfred first. uh, I mean, it's really uh, bond us. Like we've really learned how to co-parent great. Yeah, I'm sure Um, it's a great, it's a great experience to have, but yeah. I do really want to, real quick, I know we're kind of rushing mostly for me, um, but I want to read this one email. Is that okay? Just because I don't, I don't, 
want to like not give people content just because uh, I'm having a nervous breakdown. That's not on you. And that's, that's I wish everybody your, would live by that rule. You guys are, you guys okay? have, stop being selfish. You guys have been here the whole time. This is just, a, I re, this really, uh, an email really resonated with me this week. Um, and the subject line is I have amazing tits along with a horrible picking habit. Well, go past the part where we're great. I'm emailing you guys because of a really bad habit that I have that can directly affect my sex life in a negative way. So you know those tiny little blackheads or pimples around your nipples? Well, yes. I pick incessantly at them. I used to do it sporadically, but now I do it every day, Uh sometimes more than once a day. This results in red dots and little scabs from picking all around my nipples. And before writing this email, when I looked in the mirror with my tits out, I realized I used to look at them, give them a, a love squeeze, and be like, yes, amazing. My boobs are great. Everyone loves them. Guys love them. My friends love them. The mailman loves them. I won a wet t-shirt contest this summer at a festival. Ha ha. And that totally gave me an extra boost in my titty confidence. Okay. When I started college, they got two cup sizes bigger due to the Whoa. freshman 15. Mm. Most of that 15 was actually 30 and a half uh, of it went to my boobs. Whoa. I got really insecure about the weight I gained, especially in my boobs. So I feel you, Christina. Mm. But I got a lot of dudes because they love my big old titties and my personality, I guess. But since I started sleeping around more, I started to feel like a slut. But then I grew Mm. more confident and comfortable with my body and my boobies and then learned how to defend slut shaming. Finally, I heard your podcast. Now I feel like I'm on top and I'm in a really good place in life. But when I'm stressed, aka every day, I'm a 22-year-old university student, I pick. I pick at my nipples. I pick at my face. I fucking pick so much, it's really bad. My mom always said, stop picking. (laughs) She would smack my hand and say it makes it worse. She's right, and I know it, but it's honestly just one of those habits I can't break. I pick, and it relieves stress. You know those people that watch pimple popping videos? I can't do that. It's too gross for me. So I have to do it in real life. I've heard it's really bad to pick at the ones around your nipples. So I was wondering if you guys... (laughs) So that's the ones I went for first. (laughs) Also have those mini impurities around your nipples. And if it's bad to pick at those, what are the consequences? How do I stop? I want to stop because I don't want guys to look at my tits in a shirt before the bedroom, get excited to rip my shirt off, but then are disgusted by what looks like scabby chicken pox around my nipples, ruining the image of my great tits. I know most people don't care enough to notice in the heat of the moment, but no one wants to suck a scabby titty, you know? Ah, maybe they do. So please help. Any advice I appreciate. <laughs> and so do the twins. I love you guys. Never stop the podcast. She's so okay. Boobies? Big boobs. Ooh, beautiful girl. Hey, baby. Mm, um, not that that matters. It does not matter. You're beautiful on the inside as well. Oh, sorry. Jones wants to <laughs> Well, when you introduced me to the, the tool that you can get at CVS, you can like push blackheads out. Right, yeah. I started Lancet. getting upset. Obsessed with that. And I was like, boop, got to distract myself. And now I scratch lotto tickets. Yeah, no, the Lancet is, um, well, I mean, amazing. But I love this. Number one, the reason you should want to stop picking at your titties is not because of guys are going to judge you. Because it's- That should be on a fucking bumper sticker, Corinne. It's because it's because you're harming yourself physically. No, I love this because I'm I'm, I'm guessing it has to do with my OCD, but like I will get obsessed with picking. And I know a lot of other people who do get picking, especially like with zits on your face. Like I I would almost be heartbroken if I never had zits because then I wouldn't have something to pick at. And that's like, <laughs> whoa, it's like a stress relief. Like the other day I was in um, a hotel room and I was like picking at my face and I was, and James came <laughs> in la, 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 la. and I was like, James, can you just let me pick at my face? Oh and yeah. You got to pick peace. at your face in private. Just let me do this. Yeah. Like, I know it's gross and it's disgusting, but like, I, it's very cathartic. It's very cathartic. Um, And, and it's you time. 
The nipple in the chest area is actually the worst to do it. It does, for some reason, it scars more easily. I have easily. picked at that before, only because I'm like, what the fuck's this? That's one, like, whenever I had chest acne, that's one area I will not pick at because oh. it makes it so much worse. And to answer your question, yes, I think most girls I know have zits or, like, nipple Every hair. girl. Yeah. Every human, I'm so pretty sure. So don't feel sure. bad about that. It's Ugh. weird. Is there one day you wake up and there's a long-ass hair in your boob and you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah pluck that. Don't shave that. That's But does it, it doesn't take time to grow hair. in. It's not like a budding rose. It's magic. Or, or it, but it's literally one day it's not there. And then one day you got a beard on your tit. And you're like, <laughs> what the fuck is this? Jokes on me all the time, apparently. Yeah. I mean, anyway. so it sounds like you're getting a little obsessive with it. So I would definitely yes. uh, look into... Um, uh, like OCD and like th- tactics to do it because it says I, I looked it up just really quickly and it says picking and doing self surgery is bad. It can leave marks and scars and can even be on the OCD spectrum, uh, which mm. is an anxiety disorder, which I totally, uh, totally agree with. Absolutely. You can cause an infection and you can actually oh. make the pimples worse. That's all true. Because yes, I mean, of course, because there's the bacteria under your fingernails. Your hands aren't clean. You're on, you're pushing bacteria further into your skin. Mm. Uh, I mean, when you're using a lancet, like I, I'm doing it in a way that I learned at you, the spa. So I'm actually hydrate. improving my skin when I'm oh. doing it with. Wait, you got to teach me that. Later. A lancet. Uh, but that's because I know how to do One it. One time I did it to my nose so bad, like the blackheads that yeah. I woke up and it felt like I had a rock under my nose. Like I fuck, I fucked up. I did it too hard. Sure. And, and you, I was like, yeah, I got to stop, Christina. You feel out of control in high school. I certainly picked up my face in a way that was not spa level picking <laughs> that I did not know. And uh, my, I remember like my mother even came out uh like it was before school i used used to do it and she like came out and, like taught she's like you have to stop picking uh, at your face because it's like you're destroying your skin yeah my mom used to tell me that all the time yeah i mean there's no there's no real like tip or trick but one my my it signaled me because i'm like it's definitely on the ocd spectrum and you're using it uh to ease your anxiety yeah. so you have to use something to replace that and Jogging, if you can't perhaps. stop yeah if you can't stop you actually probably should see someone about that because you, you got therapy. You Can you do therapy for OCD? It. Yeah. Cognitive behavioral therapy. It's cool. a, it's a specific and kind of usually expensive form of therapy. Uh, but, uh, or, or just like for me, like just read some books about OCD and I think you'll uh, understand it better. And anytime for me, when I understand something better, that helps me to stop the behavior. If I logically know where the behavior is coming from. Um, cause I was thinking, I was like, Oh, is there anything you can do that will like, you know, or Take its e- place or picking? even like if you're home alone, I don't know, do something like put like black, uh, eyeshadow around your nipple or something so that anytime you <gasps> pick it, you're going to get your hands dirty, like little tricks like that. And it's a reminder to not do it. Yeah. It's kind of like, yeah, just a reminder, like why, Put some hot wax on your nipples. Okay. <laughs> and then you'll have to like go and like you won't be able to do anything else because you'll have gotten black on your hands. You'll have to go then take a moment, wash your Ugh. hands. It's like just it's stepping Ugh. outside of the kind of anxiety riddled behavior. Uh, I think, I think is, you just cured it, Corinne. is what I would recommend. Write that's like back a, and let us know. That's like a, you know, like a, a self-help kind of thing. It's the same thing as like tying a red ribbon around your yeah. your finger it's, or slapping yourself with a with a rubber band, which are actually all things. Yeah, rubber on the band, wrist. Is because well, then you associate that activity mm-hmm. then with a little like pinch with a little yeah. and that takes that's enough to take you out of it a lot. You of kind times. of yeah, you kind of need to get yourself out of the behavior. They, that's even the same as like when you're training a and, dog, you give it a little tap just to kind of get it out of whatever moment it's having. Mm. Get it out of the behavior. That's it. Um, if anyone has any tips or tricks, just email us at sorry about last night show at gmail.com. 
And uh, now today's guest, guys. Oh, so much fun. Uh, this is someone who I've, we've been wanting to have on the podcast for a really long time. So it's such an interesting life. Uh, equal parts funny and sad. Uh, she's a writer, editor uh, on Elite Daily. She has contributed to some e-cards. And she's just a really wonderful comedian. One of my favorites in the city. Please give a warm welcome to Rosebud Baker. I'm good. We, we all know that's not your real name. Let's start with that. What? what Wait. The, what? Wow. Getting Whoa. grilled. Getting grilled. Whoa. Right it's... off the top. Coming in hot. Corinne just got off fucking public transportation. She's got oh, no, a beer on it. It was a cab, I wish. Rosebud. I wish. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, it was It was a an SUV. Black SUV. Whoa. So. Oh, fancy pants. Wait. Thank Is that you. your real name? No. Whoa. What's your I don't name? even know the my story real name behind is, it. My real name is Rosemary. Actually, oh. but I've never been called Rosemary in well, my entire life. Like my parents called me Rosebud. Okay, well that's for the. I think Rosebud is a better. It way. is a better name. I was just curious how you get how you get to that because it's very hippie-ish. Yeah, I don't know. I um, there's a lot of different stories in my family about how I got it. Everybody <laughs> takes credit for the nickname. Ugh. My aunt takes credit for it. My dad does. Um, Apparently, the story. Let's see, if we're going with what my dad says. Sure, uh, let's go with the man. He's I probably was, right. yeah. <laughs> I was born, and I was like constantly very red in the face. And he was like, "Oh, she's like a little rosebud," and uh, that's like how I got it. Aww. So you had something wrong with you, and then they're like, "That's so you were, your nickname you for had life." It, I Take was born, a shit, but you couldn't. I so was it born showed in your strangled face. by the umbilical cord, and they thought <laughs> and it was adorable. Still, it was like an invisible umbilical cord <laughs> around your neck at all times when you were a child. Exactly. It's very sweet. Exactly. <laughs> um, we were we were having a conversation about fashion mm. that was very interesting. I I've been trying to figure out what the how the fuck to dress. Right. But you were talking about big boobs. How big are? What's your cup size? I'm a 34D. Okay, yes, yeah, same. And yeah. it's you can't wear certain shit. It looks stupid. Yeah, no. And Sorry, I, Karen, I do a great I job of covering them up. It's fine. I think my act speaks for itself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I do have a ten- you have befriended friends with with big do, old titties. I do have a ten minute bit about uh, that's my punching up uh, towards people with uh, large breasts right, jokes. So right, yeah, I'm fine. Yeah. Um, 
But but yeah, you can't wear you just can't wear certain shit. You can't wear marathons. That's for goddamn I, sure. Well, no, and fuck the New York City Marathon. Uh-huh. By the way, while we're at it, I just want to throw that. It's out not there. even for a cause. Right? I do hope that they all escape what they're running from, <laughs> as I said before. Yeah. I don't I, know what the cause, but it's also like it's like let's. Why is this not happening in some small in, city in the Midwest where yeah. they have where this is not going to shut down the whole fucking city? Or you know, along I'm the fine river with the run along the river, run along the river. Yeah, run where the pedestrians run. That's exactly, great. tell the pedestrians to take a fucking day off, and well, then you tell the marathon people to run there. Yeah, although after this week, it's probably better not to uh, run along that. <laughs> route. That's true. There's always going to be some fucking terrorists. Oh god, running you over with a truck. By the way, can we just talk about? I, nobody even talked about that. Like I don't. No, that, not many people did. That, was, that happened. I did have food poisoning that day. My dad. That's how I learned about it because my dad texted me and goes, "You okay?" Oh, yeah, my. my I also didn't know until my my brother texted me, "Are you alive?" And I go, "Oh no, what terrorist attack uh, yeah. happened?" This and time? I was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah. And then yeah, Google. I don't know. I think well. <laughs> Mm, there's multiple reasons why people may not want it. Number one, uh, Uber might have paid them off to not talk about it because the guy who did it was an Uber driver. Oh, wow. What? Wow. And yeah. that's why you should use Lyft, lady. No, I'm just kidding. Which, uh, yeah, that's, you know. Well, you know, you got to have a way to fund the running the truck for your terrorist plot. Right. right. So how are you going to get it? I mean, right. you would think they get money overseas from some evil motherfucker in a bank account or something but i don't know how that works i don't know but this guy claimed allegiance to isis but i don't know i think i think he's just like trying to get into the group by himself i don't necessarily <laughs> he was think. the loser of isis he just, right because i mean they've you know i don't want to but, but they've done better work they have <laughs> i i know i think you about know? this all the time don't know if it's wise to say on a podcast but whatever and sometimes it's, you isis know, you could have done you, better y- yeah well he that's why the loser but he's like if i kill myself yeah. and say isis they have to accept me but also right. he, and they're he, right he's he majorly right. fucked up he didn't kill himself i know like that's terrorism 101 you need to make sure that you have a gun in the goddamn car he didn't even have a real gun he had like a fake gun it was like a potato gun of course it was and now they're trying to send him to like he was hitting himself with the potato in the truck (laughs) until when the cops got there yeah get mo yeah because they're and then they're gonna like should we torture him should we not yeah maybe just get i i I don't i have what who the why the fuck i say give him a reality tv show yeah Is that not the American way? I think it's, it is. Uh, as I recall, it is the ISIS, American way. ISIS has talent. ISIS got talent. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And just do that's like good. Uh, God, that is really ISIS. That's probably ISIS the darkest got talent I've had this week. That's really funny. Oh my! God. I would watch that. ISIS got talent because <laughs> it's not grammatic. It doesn't sound grammatically correct. No, it literally. In addition sounds, to ISIS got talent in general. <laughs> Uh, ISIS got talent. I would, they don't got talent though. No, they're not. I'm, well, well, he does, you know and some do. But I, I feel like I, <laughs> I would like, do it. Them, yeah, I would do it more like the voice style, so that you have three people who are experts in terrorism with their backs turned, Mubeen. and then people come on the stage and say, "This is my terrorist plot." And then, like, if you and like, if you it, turn you around, around. Yeah. yeah, you know what? You might as well just have Trump on there. I mean, <laughs> yeah, he would host it. Yeah, I really feel like he, he would. Who wants to be doing anything else and sitting in that old house? I <laughs> oh, anyway, sex stuff. Sex oh, stuff, right, right. This is the world. No, but I was reading Man Repeller, which is yes. a blog about fashion. And if you don't if you don't know how to dress, it's fantastic. I it it kind of teaches you how to dress. So that's what I've been reading. Why is it called Man Repeller, though? Do they explain that? Yeah, because well, it started off as like, you know how like 
everything that it becomes a fashion trend, men are like, ew, ew why yeah, would you even gross. wear that? You look like a weird smock. Yeah. So the idea is that everything that we you like fashion wise, um, men hate. And <laughs> it's like dressing. And that makes me happy. Yeah. It's like dressing for you. And yeah. And kind of dressing to have fun. Yeah. And you're um, dressing as an expression of yourself. Right. Yeah. Because anytime a guy I'm out with, it, like, or just like a friend I'm out with is attracted to a woman, I must say she is dressed like a 1980s Walmart catalog. Exactly. Huh. Because huh. I think I think men Tight, are just looking at it like, yo, what's the least amount of clothing you can be wearing? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. I mean, you don't, you can be dressed in a rag with fucking fishnet <laughs> tights. And they'll be like, and they'll no, be like, that's the hottest you. outfit I've ever yeah. seen. Yeah. Wow. You are so fashion forward. Yeah. When really you're just showing up to work at the strip club. You right. Know? And, and I, like, I mean, I like it. man repeller because it, to- it like tells you how to layer. And I'm like the most comfortable when I'm wearing the most amount of clothes. Same. Possible. Yeah. Why? Why is that for you? Um, I just think I like it's a comfort thing. Like I like to be wearing a lot of clothes. I just like I, it feels comfortable. I feel like I'm in a sleeping bag. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to be uh, I, I kind of want to be covered up. I don't. I never feel super comfortable in. Okay, so like my Halloween costume was Courtney Love in the '90s. So like, <gasps> nice. You know, I wore like these tights that were ripped up and like a slip. Yeah. And um, I wore three pairs of underwear because I was Whoa. so uncomfortable walking out of the house. Has someone tried to get to your vagina. I was gonna say. I was, I was like, just in case anybody sees anything, I just want to be wearing as three. much coverage as possible. <laughs> three. I. I. I mean, okay. I was wearing a thong, and then I was wearing um, and then I wore tights. <laughs> Why a thong? I know. I love that. Why that was thong? step one. I was well. A thong is well. You got to cover the tiniest bits first. Ti- yeah, cover that up. Okay. You know? each, each thing has a different coverage. Right. Thing. And also, if your genitals are cold, the rest of you is going to be freezing. My pussy is never cold though. No, it's not. I, it was really. <laughs> you know what? It was really just for me. I was really. Mine just, is when I when I was. Why skiing, your pussy it was cold. cold? Yeah. What? I have never. If you're doing outdoor outdoor sports, your pussy will get cold. Whoa. Really? Sure. I yeah. never. I guess I've never done a winter sport. Yeah. My ass is always freezing. But butt cheeks get cold. My vagina sure. is warm as hell. Same. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I, but I never ski. It's humid though. down there. Yeah, <laughs> it's because you got three well, pairs of fucking underwear on. Well, yeah, for sure. That didn't. You're help. keeping it all in, all the moisture. I mean, I was literally. I think it was just like walking out of the house in that like that little amount of clothing, I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to make sure nobody sees even a little bit of anything. Yeah. If I'm walking up some subway stairs, I don't want anybody catching a glimpse. When you were younger, was there like a a time, not even a specific incident, but do you remember feeling grossed out by like men's attention towards you? I've always felt grossed out by men's attention. Same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I don't feel like a woman. You know what I mean? I mean, of course I'm like a woman, but I don't like feel like you know, when you're like walking around in the world, you're not like... You just like, want to be a person sometimes. And I just Women don't really have that luxury. Well, I just do feel like a person. Right, right. You know what I mean? I just am a person, so... And then that attention is like, hey, you're also a woman, Rosebud. Right, like It's even, Larry David annoying. You. Even when I went out on Halloween, somebody came up to me and was like, Rosebud? Like, they didn't recognize me because <laughs> I was wearing like makeup and wearing like a dress and like, t- I looked like a skank. You know what I mean? I looked... Yeah. Like, like I looked like... <laughs> Well, that's why you don't dress that way. You know that's what I mean? What you think you so funny. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I was like, oh, I can't. I love dressing like a skank, though, sometimes. Sometimes I do, but it's like, I, but it, it's if I would feel safer if there were no men. I would love right? to. I'd dress like the biggest whore if there were no Dude, men. Because this is so interesting same. to me because I, I certainly do not like catcalling or, or you know, the male gaze on me, but I, I don't feel 
uncomfortable ever with yeah. it. And I mean, I've been got like other people around me have felt more uncomfortable. Yeah. I mean, Christina included, but also like even growing up in high school, like I used to always like like to wear like short shorts and like my my uh, family would get <laughs> annoyed. They'd be like, can you dress a little bit like calmer so people yeah. don't yell at you? And even then when I was like 16, 17, I was like, this is their problem, not mine. You know what? Like if you're yelling I mean, you're at a 16 right. year old girl, that's fucking disgusting. Get your life together. I you wish everyone what? thought that. Actually, I, when you asked if is there ever like a time during my life that there was, I didn't like Melotite, it was high school. It was totally high school. Cause I remember I, I, Got into high school. I got on the cheerleading squad, right? Uh-huh. And fuck yeah, I came bitch. in and I came in, and they immediately it was like they picked me as like this freshman chick that they were gonna fuck. Our new oh, and then all they the, who's they like the men like the senior dudes and the oh. ju- you know what I mean? And oh, you were their conquest. Oh god, like, that's uncomfortable. Wow, this is like a nineties movie, right? Right. But then the girls, I, I remember my fucking house getting egged by these like senior chicks. And like oh, for no reason, the guys wanted to fuck you. I don't know. I mean, it's gonna sound. Hot. It's gonna sound hot. like I like I. But yeah, that is. I think that's why it was. You know, I was like, well, there's no other mean. reason. Sometimes girls are mean to other girls, especially at that young of an age where you're not mature yet, right? Because they're jealous, right? I mean, right. And it's, you don't know how to handle that, so you just are like, I'm gonna egg this bitch's house. Yeah, yeah. So then I ended up getting actually kicked off the cheerleading squad and just smoked <gasps> pot for, for like being years. too hot. You got no, kicked off cheerleading. No, I got kicked off the cheerleading squad because I, I think well. I don't know. I either dropped out or I got kicked off. I, I know I was benched because I made a very, um, it was a distasteful Jew joke. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Perfect. Love where this is going. You yeah, have to tell us I what it is. I did have to take a seat for that. It was some <laughs> take fucking- Take a seat. It was really anti-Semitic. I can't even repeat it. You know what I mean? Are like, you Jewish? No. Oh. <laughs> are you kidding me? Look at me. I'm like I don't Hitler's know. dream. I can't, yeah. yeah, you are. I can never tell when people are Jewish though. I really can't. I mean, Goldstein now is She couldn't even tell that she was Jewish. I know. So, I'm Jewish. I didn't know that. For a long time. <laughs> Corinne knew all along. Oh yeah, my I was God. like, this is no surprise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wait, wait. Uh, didn't you used to be chubby? I was in um, in elementary school. Oh, okay. So when you were oh, really, really kid. little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I know you you talk about that a lot where it, uh, you, where it must have had some kind of a effect on you that you mentioned it as an adult. Like, that's how I knew about it oh, from you sure. talking about it. For sure. Yeah, no, no, no. Growing up as a fat kid, you're like... How I'm, fat? I yeah, mean... How fat were you? I have a picture... <laughs> I don't know. Okay, guy like, shows the picture. I was I was um, large enough. You know what I mean? Like where I would go over to friends' houses and my parents would be like, remind her to slow down when she's eating. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, but also I, my, yeah, but yeah. is that because you ate too fat? I ate too fat. I mean, I, I was, I ate too fast and I would give myself stomach aches all the time. I was, I, yeah, well, I ate, I ate like I was trying to escape. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Right, My right. body or yeah, something. You, like, you want to like eat your way out of the house or For something. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And like, and I think also my, my mom was pregnant for like the first 10 years of my life. I think I was just like Whoa. storing up. How many you know siblings I mean? do you have? I have four younger sisters, one of whom passed away. Okay. But like, I... It, I was definitely a, a fat child, you okay. know, where like uh, guys that I had crushes on would make fun of me. And then I'd like, oh, you know, get in trouble for like pouring. So kids milk noticed on them. It. Yeah. 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 Kids noticed it. My parents noticed it. My friends, you know, my my sister would come. <laughs> I'll never forget this. My sister, 
got on, I, I remember picking her up from school and she was like, um, my classmate said today that you were fat, but I told them you were a big bone did. And I was like, oh, thanks. You're a fucking hero. <laughs> I was like, thanks for telling me you cunt. Yeah. That's something you don't, you keep to yourself. Yeah. My book, you know, she was sweet. She was trying to be nice. Yeah. Yeah. She meant well. But I was like, thanks a lot. Can I smell your Dorito bag? <laughs> I mean, I was really just sad. Oh, here's a picture. Here I am. This is this is me holding my sister. I put I shared that on Instagram last week. Oh, but everyone's kind of fat at that age. Right. Everybody says that. But like, I mean, maybe. That's you, like, yeah. You is that have, like third grade? A lot of kids this age have like little twig arms. Right. And you didn't have twig arms. Yeah. Everybody. But had that's like, enough for little kids to be like, she's fat. Right. Exactly. And I was I was headed. I was, And I remember being like, I'm not going to be fat when I'm older. Like, I just I remember. You're not, right. I remember not being worried about it very much. And uh, and. But also being like, I thought I was gorgeous. Right. You know, and then I was. And then you're aware of other people's criticism. It was only when other people stepped in that I was like, oh, I guess I'm not. You know what I mean? Like, I I thought I was like a hot shit. That's a very pivotal moment in a person's life, a young person's life specifically, because you can either go with I'm right or they're right. Yeah. And most people go with they're right. Yeah. Because who said it? Multiple people are saying it and it's just one me. Right. You're you're kind of oddly like logical at that age. You're like, I guess they're right then. Yeah. And then the insecurity brews from there. Yeah. But I do still feel like a fat kid a little bit like huh. inside. Like I have a fat I still have a fat kid's laugh. You know what I mean? Like when <laughs> That's I laugh. That's why I like you. You have a fat you have a fat kid personality. I still. do. You don't have a hot person personality. Hot people personalities are, tend to be uh, annoying. Dull. So that's why I like people who are or currently dull. hot, but used to not be hot. Those are my favorite people. Yeah. I talk about this all the time. Yeah. Because if you're forced to develop your personality. You're, yeah. You got to work for it. Yeah. You got to dance. You got to tap dance for oh, people. Oh, I fucking learned to tap dance. Yeah. Fucking circles. That's great. <laughs> yeah. How'd you learn about sex? Oh, God. How did I learn about it? I mean, I definitely had the talk. Oh, you. Oh, my parents had the talk with me. I haven't talked to a person in a while who's had the got the talk. From Are the your parents, parents religious yeah. or were they or? No, not really. I mean, what was the what was the talk? The talk was like sitting down with a book with my mom and being like, this is a dick and this is a vagina. And I remember being so uncomfortable. Did she um, say dick? No, <laughs> I think she wee said wee. I think she said penis the whole time. I would okay. have preferred she said dick. This is the evil one night snake. I remember being like, please soon. stop saying penis. You know what uh, I mean? Like, please just call it something else. Penis is a weird word anyway. And How I old were you? I was oh, maybe like 12. I was like, oh, I'm way past this. I like know about all of you this. You already knew. I'd been masturbating since I was like eight. Same. What, you know what I mean? How did you discover masturbation? Oh, just doing horrible things to the furniture same uh, you know yeah just just i mean Did you ever accidentally do it in front of somebody and you didn't know oh for sure my bad. parents would like walk in and i'd just be <laughs> were you scared on. did you know that was something to be doing private or no i don't know how i knew that it was something to be done in private i, I knew instinctually knew. yeah yeah i was Instinct. like oh this is wrong you know yeah, your I mean? spidey sense is kicking i mean i think i was just like i mean it was shameful too because i was like fully making love to a inanimate object were you making out with it no, I never oh, did okay. any of that. It wasn't romantic. It was just getting my rocks off. Yeah, it's just humping it. Well, I think, yeah. you know, like, especially girls know that, like, no one should be asking to see or touch your vagina from a young age. Therefore, I don't think you would do anything that exposes or, like, uses your vagina in publicly without right. in public without shame. Right. If that makes sense. Exactly. Because yeah. people, I mean, like, I, people don't uh, tell like guys to protect their dicks the way we're taught to protect our vaginas. If anything, it's just like, uh, put your goddamn put dick your away. Put your dick away. <laughs> your dick's always please, out. Put your dick away. Please dick get your away, dick off the Tyler. dinner table. 
<laughs> I mean, having a brother, trying. yeah, having a brother was always just like people were like, "All right, Chris, put your dick away." Yeah, <laughs> wow, my brother never had his dick out. <laughs> put it away. I mean, There's but a big I, age difference. But so I will say, growing us. up with all women, uh, like we were never clothed. Like we never had our clothes on. <laughs> that sounds awesome. You know, we were just. I mean. Nudist pussy out, pussy, pussy out. out. I remember coming home drunk one night and my mom being in front of the fridge, tits out, <laughs> no bra, just and this topless. was after, after the divorce, so it was all women in the oh. house, oh. and it was like I came home and she was like, "Oh my, oh my boobs," and just like <laughs> ran it, and she's like laughing hysterically, and like she like farted on her way to the bathroom. Oh. I was like, "This is amazing," like oh. it was really um, like Animal House, but with all with chicks, all chicks, yeah, Damn. yeah, yeah. Because I was wondering about that because I mean, like for me, I we were okay with being nude, but then at a certain point, I think like around like eleven, twelve, put on the clothes. My mom's like, "Put your." pants on your brother and your dad are here and so i'm like oh if it was just me and you this would be fine yeah like, like i mean it's like I, I hope my dad and my brother aren't, don't feel sexually towards me mother no, <laughs> no it's like literally man if i said that once i've said it a dozen times <laughs> it's true though i think that it, men are the thing that make women act like women you know what i mean because that is a very good point because i wouldn't honestly like growing up with all women my sisters and i are all just like monsters could you imagine the inhibition women would have throughout their all like their life if yeah. men didn't make women feel that way like women you're right yeah because we're always being reminded we're fucking women yeah and that's one of the things that annoys me about catcalling just stop it yeah it's just it's wow, like i never thought about that it's they're the thing that makes us be like women women yeah in the you know, patriarchal sense when we, of the word. Yeah, when we don't want to be a lot of times. Wow, that's interesting. Right. Did you ever, was there ever a point where multiple sisters in the house, living in the same household had their periods sync up? I don't know if you were at the age you know, worked out that way. I don't even think we even brought it up. Like, I don't think uh. we even talked about it that much. And you couldn't um, tell like, man, the trash can sure fills up quickly. I No, I never really like kept track of that. Uh. I, I never like, uh, I never even fucking noticed my period, honestly. What? I like remember getting it because my mom fucking showed up at school with her friend Vicky and they were, <laughs> oh my God. Her friend I know, Vicky? it was crazy. And like, but I know, no. She's like, she's not <laughs> my gay. My roommate Vicky. <laughs> she's not gay, but you would. Good to know your mom's not gay. Yeah, yeah. but like. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like she her was roommate. Like, she literally, uh, it was my friend Sarah's mom and Vicky Vicky and Nanny came to pick us up from school and I was bleeding through my pants and my mom, no, Vicky put on a black wig, like a, like a, an what? afro. And she was like, look, I'm a penis. And I was, what? and I didn't even understand how that was related. Uh, she would have lost her Twitter account. They had, yeah, she they had a fucking gift. They had a gift bag full of tampons and pads and they were like welcome to womanhood it only oh. goes downhill from here sounds like a sad bag and they thought it was so funny it's sad bag exactly <laughs> oh they yeah because no girls so like yay. that's embarrassing that's so embarrassing i mean it was i'm sorry that happened to yeah you. i don't I, you know what you guys are just making me realize that it was embarrassing but yeah you're <laughs> oh right. shit it was fine it's no, no, hilarious no. i'm just like no that was an embarrassing moment i should have been embarrassed um <laughs> But, it's but good you that weren't. You weren't. Good. Yeah. I never had that. Yeah. No. 
I didn't, uh, it never registered. I got one, one kid pulled my pants down in front of a kid I had a crush on at play practice and I had a big old pad on. That was the only embarrassing I mean, that's thing. sexual oh, assault. God. That's yeah. for sure assault. Yeah. It was just so thick, man. Oh, <laughs> and the wings, the wings were like the size of my underwear. It was so bad. The They're like stuck to my leg. It's, anyway, oh, that's, that's the only like- embarrassing thing I've period related I've ever really had, I think. That's like one of my favorite stories my mom ever told me about her getting her period because she's the oldest of three girls. And I remember like the first time she got her period, she said that my grandma sent her out and she and like watched her walk down the block and then called her back because she was walking so weird because the pad was so big. Oh my God. So she like called her back. It's she like a like, seat cushion. Though. She was like, Diane, you can't walk. <laughs> She's walking like, Diane, like this. Just you're like, not a penguin. Waddling. She's waddling down the oh, street. Diane. Oh, my God. I love that story. It's so sweet. But that it, is it, sweet. it's these little things that I think people don't realize like young women have to go through. Yeah, it really sucks. And when every, every gender it, it feels weird at that age anyway. Yeah. And then you got to go through the bleeding. Yeah. I went straight and then you get to tampons. Like shit. Oh, wow. Good I never, you. I like, I went straight to tampons. I practiced that shit before I ever got my period. I was like, Did I'm it feel not good or wearing was a fucking it truly pad. like, um, you know, no, it was like, really oh. very technical. I was reading okay. the directions. I was just making sure that I had my bases covered. See, I didn't know. I'm like, how the fuck am I going to find this hole? Yeah. <laughs> What you seem very adult around. Have well, you like always been very adult because you're the oldest child like or wise soul? I think soul. I it kind of forced me a little bit to be like more adult than my sister. Like I was I was kind of like on my own because my parents, they were constantly procreating. OK, because they were right. trying to fix the marriage. So it was oh. like they were just like making babies to save their lives. And I was very much like a babysitter. You know what I mean? Yeah. How was so, the age difference between you and your next youngest? Um, not e- not that much. It, it was like not even two years. Okay. But when you're so, a kid, that's a lot of years, you know? Yeah. I was like, I thought I was older than her. But it was also like, I was so excited that she was like going to be born. I was so excited. Oh. And she kind of ended up a little bit lame. Like, I love her so much. <laughs> your sister? Yeah. I oh. love her so Hope much. she's not listening to this. She probably isn't. Is she the one that I met or no? No. That's Mary Stewart, who is obsessed with me. How old is she? <laughs> she's a lot younger. Um, she's That's so like, cute. She's six years younger. Oh, okay. Okay. She's on my Aww. Instagram a lot. And like all Mary of her Steve. friends are my only fans. And it's, it's hilarious. Cause like she's, she's at her college reunion this weekend. And she's like, everybody's coming up to me being like, I follow your sister on Instagram. Aww. And I, I'm like, I don't even know how these people, I think cause she's constantly Instagramming about me where she's like, I love you, Rosebud. And I'm like, please leave me alone. <laughs> Like it's it's really go away. She'll hug me. I'm like, please don't hug me. You're embarrassing me. And she's like, we're alone in your apartment. And uh, I oh, she know. moved next door to you, didn't she? That's she moved. The whoa, she is obsessed with you. Next door to me. She's a hundred. I'm like, can you be single white female by your own sister? <laughs> you can, I guess, because uh, she's watch fully, out. <laughs> yeah. Good thing you got dogs. Though. I know. Honestly, why do you think she specifically is so obsessed with you? I don't know. I don't know. You're cool as shit, dude. She's, uh, but I'm like, we have such different lives. Like she's like, she like works in the art world. She's very like classy. And I, I oh, like art gallery world, art gallery oh. world. Mm. You know what I mean? Very she elegant. dresses, I mean, impeccably. She dresses well, so well. Maybe then there's a part of, of you that she looks at and you're like, oh, free spirit. You just kind of go with the, go whatever direction you she want. She wants and, to care less, Rose, but I yeah, think is what yeah, we're much, trying to tell you. Yeah. 
Oh, maybe how can I does. care less like Rosebud? <laughs> yeah, yeah. How did? <laughs> but in a how good can I just way, let my life fall apart? How can I just put on anything and walk out the door? <laughs> I just want to sit here and let life happen to me. But I also <laughs> <laughs> that's so true and sad. <laughs> that is well, just a sad you, truth. You had. Uh, sister passed away. I did. And that, how long ago was that? That was, I like, don't know much about this. Almost you and I, 15 I've never years ago. Okay. Almost 15 years ago. She, <clears throat> she was a twin. So oh. my youngest sister is 10 years younger than me and there were twins. So we had twins that were 10 years younger than us, mm. Jackie and Graham. And it was at, it was actually at a high school party, uh, like a high school graduation party for uh-huh. a friend of mine. Right. So like we were all graduating and he invited my whole family. And um, I ended up fucking this guy, by the way, like like years later. Oh, that I was, was like that night. Yeah, I was like, Ooh. No, no, like years <laughs> later. But it was still very fucked up. Like it was oh, still yeah. like a very fucked up, um, you know, kind of like psychologically fucked up time. Ooh, Because okay. literally Graham died the like three days before my high school graduation. Fuck. She was caught in the drain of a hot tub. Her hair, her got hair caught. got caught and she, she, it took like, it couldn't, three grown men couldn't pull her. Oh my goodness. The, yeah. Yeah. And they, and it was like, yeah. it was just wild. It was like, um, I, cause I, you know, in a lot of ways I felt responsible. Like it was my fault that my family was like invited. Cause and you I felt, was like, cause it was your friend. Yeah. It was my yeah. friend. It was my <clears throat> high school graduation. I, I changed her into her swimsuit. You know what I mean? Like for years, I was like, I felt um, really responsible for that. How? Yeah. Because how could you take a tragic moment like that and just go, well, it happens. Yeah. yeah, How could a brain even do that? Well, like your brain does do that, but your body and your subconscious says something different. So it's like you're you don't think that you're blaming yourself, but the Mm, way that you're living suggests that you're blaming yourself. You know what I'm saying? So I would look at the way that my life was going and the way that I would attach myself to men who needed to be saved or like, um, Mm. or I would, you know, for years I was the one who needed saving and then I would, and then after I got sober, I was attached to men who needed to be saved and I was like trying to save their lives to try in a, in a yeah. way to save my sister. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. So it was like, I mean, it was very, it took, I'm like six years into therapy now. So, you know, hi, Peter, if you're listening. <laughs> um, love my therapist. Fucking love therapy. So oh, much. so you've seen the same therapist for six years. Yeah. That's awesome. Because then you could dive in deep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's into your issues. He's and like, fantastic. And I awesome. and I saw therapists before that. You know, I saw, my mom had me in therapy when I was like fucking eight years old. Oh, Why? Um, weight stuff. Okay. Uh, you know, like I, I don't really know actually. I'm, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I had trouble in school. I hated school. Mm. So like I, I would, uh, I remember I threw a rock at my kindergarten window, broke the window. <laughs> Shit. But it was cause this guy, we were playing kissy girls and this guy. Kissy girls? Yeah. This guy was like, I'll kiss you if you throw a rock through the window. And I was like, no problem. Um, I will was do. that kiss? Never fucking it? kissed me. Still upset dick. about it. Oh Matthew my God. Silver, if you're listening, I just want you to know that I remember and you your name. Me is on a list <laughs> just to, just so you know. Anyway, so yeah, it was, it was like horrible. And three days later I'm graduating 
like high school. Did you walk? I walked. Oh, wow. So, but like your family all, like, how do you. What happens that. But it's almost like. Yeah, that's my question. Like the, the, in the, in like those, in like those moments, it's almost like, how do you function? Like, how do you like leave a party? How do you go in a car after that? How do you go to the bathroom or, or put on a clothes? Well, it was like, she was, I had, there were two, there were two parties that day, right? That I had to go to. So I went to that first one and then I left. And my and my sister died after I'd left. <gasps> oh fucking okay. shit! So I there. was at this other party. Fuck. My other two sisters were in the hot tub with her. Whew. And I heard Damn. that I heard at this other party like that something had happened to my sisters, and I needed to go home. And I knew like immediately. <sighs> I was like, I knew someone had died. Like Whoa. I just knew it. And I was like speeding home in my car. I had my sister Hallie with me. We're speeding home. She's like, stop speeding. And I was like, she's fucking dead. I know it. Like, I was like, screaming. Right. wow. <clears throat> and uh, we got there and I remember hearing the news, you know, like I walked into the kitchen. My mom had like a funeral in her eyes. Like it was insane. Yeah, yeah. And um, she, you know, I heard my sister died and I, it's like hearing it's like getting kicked in the chest. That's what it feels like. I mean, like. no one ever would expect to hear a, long, a, a sentence uttered to them of that nature. Yeah, and ever. It's, you just get doubled over. You just yeah. double over. And I remember here, I remember, all I remember after that was seeing my little sister, Mary Stewart, screaming in pain and in grief mm-hmm. and then crawling. I remember crawling from the kitchen out the ha- front hallway to my car looking for cigarettes. Like that was mm-hmm. the first thing I could do as I was like looking for cigarettes and I and I remember thinking, I'm going to be so fucked up, like just being like, I'm going to be mm-hmm. fucked up for the rest of my life. And I and it was weird that that was my first thought. But I was just like, yeah, it was like a, a thing went off in my brain, which I now am like I'm realizing was alcoholism. But like, huh, I was it was just I was just like, well, all it's off to the fucking Fuck races. It. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Cause I was going to say, I, I know, I know that you struggled with alcoholism, but, and that, and, but that was not an issue before this happened. Did the no, sister it was, dying trigger that or, or? It was, I was already on this path where my, I noticed my first priority was to get fucked up. Like I liked getting fucked up. You know yeah. what I mean? And I remember specifically with Graham, her asking me to take her to 7 Eleven. And I remember being like, no, I can't. I got to go to my friend's house. I'm going to like, uh, you know, I was like going to get fucked up. You know, like at that point I was smoking a lot of weed. I never, I was like trying not to drink because, you know, my mom's an alcoholic and I knew oh. about it. Okay. So I and It's did, very hereditary, right? It, it is hereditary. My grandmother died of alcoholism. Oh, wow. She was like drunk, passed out on a couch, lit the couch on fire. <sighs> oh my God. With a cigarette. Wow. Oh, And wow. died, you know. So it's like, and it's my whole family's like riddled with alcoholism, drug addiction. So, uh, you know, I just like, I fucking, after that, I, I went to college like six months later and I just fucking lost it. Like I just went nuts. You know, drank all the time, drank all the time, better or worse to leave the environment that I'm guessing was really somber. It felt so much better. Yeah. It felt, I honestly, like I couldn't stand, I couldn't stand my family bringing her up. I couldn't stand, uh, like even, even like, like happy memories. I remember they'd be in the car and they'd be like, remember when Graham would, and I'd be like, Oh, Graham, Jesus, can we move past it? Like I was like in this like state of mind where I was like, 
all right, she's dead. We get it. Right. Like, I was very comedian really, before being a comedian. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's I mean? how comics deal with tragedy. I mean, that's that's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and it was, does help, though. It does help to joke. I mean, it was when but, you're ready. I wasn't like it was it was wild. Like I I just had that comedian mindset. I just didn't know how to make jokes yet. Right. You know, so I was like, interesting. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'd be making jokes about my sister dying or like my, you know, my anorexia. Uh-huh. Or like whatever. I remember the. <laughs> I remember coming home from college after graduating because by the end of college, my family came to see me and they looked at my body and they started crying. Like I was oh, like, I'd lost really so much thin. weight. And uh, I remember coming home for Thanksgiving and being like, wow, feels good to eat again. <laughs> and uh, my whole family just crickets. <laughs> oh, damn it. And I was like, too soon? <laughs> too, is that too soon? Well, they probably, they had they had to suffer the unimaginable loss of a child, one child and they didn't want I mean, number two. Yeah, and I think Maybe like- that's what they were thinking. I think it was just like, you know, I was just trying to fucking make people laugh and, you know, yeah. they were like, and I still to this day, like on, you know, when I do comedy, I talk about like exes that tried to hit me. I talk about like the uncomfortable shit yeah. on stage and, you know, that's life. And it's why I say like most of my comedy, like people who like my comedy have been abused. Yeah. Like I, it's like, that's, they understand mm-hmm. that uh, there's like, it's funny to laugh at it. But it's at freeing the, to laugh at it too. Yeah. It's freeing. I'm I, like, I'm like, listen, I'm the one who fucking took one. Exactly. Like, yeah. Let me laugh let, about this. Yeah, you, you handle know? it the way you want to handle it. Yeah. And it's like people get so tight. Well, uh, it's like their discomfort is self is, is selfish because it's usually people who have had these really nice lives who are like, no, you can't joke about it. It's like, no, that's the only thing you can do. No, is joke it's about the same it. thing when you can't laugh at like uh, jokes about race, like you don't have any black friends. Oh, exactly. You know what I mean, absolutely. Because like, you don't even know who you're standing up for. You're just like, I can't laugh. Or at you're this. secretly afraid that you're racist yourself. Right. Exactly. And you know what? If you have no black friends, you might be. Yeah, um, you might be. <laughs> Like you might be a Move little somewhere ignorant. else. Yeah, <laughs> you might Come be on. a little ignorant. Uh, <laughs> you have black friends. I do. I, well, you have a black boyfriend, uh, Rosebud. That yeah. is not a pat on the back, by the way. Great That's job, Rosebud. <laughs> you are living MLK. You swiped right. About, you swiped right. He's looking down on you, it going, was, "Yes, Rosebud." It was, by the way, before Tinder. It was OK Cupid days. <laughs> oh, I loved OK. I loved OK Cupid. Mm. I loved reading the interviews. I just poured coffee all over myself, and this is why. Well. It doesn't matter how I dress because it's going to end up. You're a man repeller for sure. I think I have not a coffee, coffee repeller. I think though. I have coffee on my eyelid. Do you um, want to? Do you want a paper towel? No, I'm good. Are you sure? Yeah, just okay. I'll leave it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Can that be the name of your first album? I'll, yeah, just, I'll leave it. I'll leave it. Um, yeah. So what? Are, what was I saying? Well, we were talking about laughing. We were at tragedy. applauding your black boyfriend. Oh yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh <laughs> uh, God. Well, I remember. I remember when you guys went on vacation. Uh, the whole comedy community remembers it because I was just stalking your Instagram, and I was like, "Please make a goddamn calendar. You both are so beautiful <laughs> and so." charismatic we with were each really other hoping for a sex video everyone was masturbating secretly Honestly, to your vacation photos you and see one day we will release the tapes please um, have you recorded yourself having sex of course yeah for sure i haven't have you corinne no, but I don't look like Rosebud. Oh. So. I mean, honestly. Nor do I have a very smoking hot black boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's no need. You yeah, know, your no one... sex tape will go. I, I would buy it. <laughs> I hope you're not weirded out by that, but I would. No, no, no. Absolutely. I honestly, I would buy it myself. It's a great tape. <laughs> um, I buy it every night when we fuck. <laughs> I, 
I love recording myself having sex. I think it's like cool. one of the greatest things. Why, what do you love about it? I want to. Uh, what do you do with the footage, though? I mean, on a hard drive. I just give it to him and hope for the best. Oh. I, I, don't, <laughs> I, I never watch it again. I really don't. I do think, you watch it once or do you just love knowing you're being recorded? I'll watch it like right after the sex just nice. to be like instant replay. But yeah. I, don't, I don't watch it after that. Like it's really more for I enjoy I think in another life I must have been a prostitute or like I uh, like you really like love some sex. kind of sexual performer, you know? Okay. And yeah. whose idea was it to tape it? You were Seaton's initially. Mine. Okay. And then he was like, okay. Did Honestly, he have any hesitation? If I can't come, I'm like, please get the camera. Like, I. Whoa, <laughs> interesting. So it's like a king, okay. like a fetish kind of thing. Yeah. Like it's like a fetish. <gasps> of mine. Have you had sex in public? Um, yeah, actually, I have. I I'm trying to think of the last time. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. Okay, <laughs> at the I beach. just remembered we had sex in the Lego Movie. Um, actually, no, it was Frozen. It was we were oh, at Frozen. Wow, good thing you get caught. That's it was like his movie. It was like two p.m. Okay, and then uh, and the the theater was basically empty. There were like two people in the very front, and. Um, I think we were like, this sucks. Like they're singing. We weren't expecting singing. Like fuck was, this. And then I mean, they, they, they don't, it's not a secret that yeah. they're gonna sing Rose. Yeah, we didn't I know. Think they, the previews were all let <laughs> it we didn't go. Know. Let it go. We didn't know how much singing there was gonna be. What? I just, I was like, this is so uncomfortable. Like I, I don't like it. And um, I, you know, I think I don't remember exactly how it started, but I ended up on my hands and knees, and uh, and he <laughs> was just, he doggy style fucked. He just doggy style fucked me on the floor. Yeah, uh, in the middle of Frozen. This is impressive. That is impressive. Those must have been some wide aisles. Yeah, I've never had full on sex in a movie. That's very difficult. Certainly given like a lot, uh, a lot of blowies, hand jobs, kind of thing during Shrek. Yeah, jackhammer fingers. No, we just went all out. We just went for it. Good for you. I mean, go big or go home. Here's the crazy part, though. Okay, so this was like right when we started dating, obviously, because this is like the kind of shit you do. Yeah, adventurous stuff. Um, and like, I guess like the people. All right, so we went to Frozen at two p.m. at like, which is a weird choice to begin with. Which is a weird choice, but you know, you don't both comics. You don't care what you're doing. I was gonna say it's a quirky comic choice of like, yeah, fuck it, let's do this. Yeah. So and then he had the comic strip at uh like eight p.m. He had a spot. So we go, we're like just walking around, hanging out. We're on the Upper West Side. You know, that big theater with like the leather seats and it's like really nice. So there were wide aisles. Very wide. You know, yeah, you got that right. And um, (laughs) plenty of space. Yeah. And uh, and then, you know, fucking four hours, six hours later, we are at the comic strip and he starts talking about how we fucked at the theater. Yeah. All of a sudden... Were you doing comedy? You were doing comedy, right? I was doing comedy. I was like an open micer. Okay. And uh, this guy goes, that was you (gasps) in the audience. No. So the only two other people. What are the chances? The only two other people at that fucking theater saw us fucking in the aisle as they were going to the bathroom. So like somebody was going to the bathroom and came back and told the other one and the other one came back to see. And we were, <laughs> and he's like, yeah, that's my girlfriend over there. And I'm like, no! yeah, hi, how's it going? Wow. We, was that the first time he called you his girlfriend or no? No, he okay. called me his girl. I mean, I always love those moments with couples because it's usually like someone's hitting on you and the guy's always like, hey, it's my girlfriend. You know and what? Like, I don't Wait, even really, I don't okay. even remember oh, if okay. he ever called me his girlfriend. I don't think he, I don't think we ever had it that just, conversation it, it was, or it moment. Was, yeah. He just moved in. 
Like that was <laughs> he did. How yeah. soon did he move in? I think he moved in like three months later. What? what? And you've been together how long so far? Four years. Four years. Yeah, we just hit four years. And how'd you meet at, at a show? We met on OKCupid. Oh, you did meet on OKCupid. You're both yeah. comics. That's awesome. And I blew him off for like a month. And then uh, I was like really sick of dating. I was just tired and I really wanted to die alone. I, I really mm. did. I was like really happy being alone. And when guys, I had a rule where like if guys came over, they had to leave. Yeah. Like I was like, we can fuck, but you got to leave. You can't sleep here. Yeah. And it was going very well, by the way. Yeah. That's if, a fun rule. I've done that. If you're having trouble finding someone to fall in love with you, uh, just tell a guy tell to, leave to leave after away. you fuck. And all of a sudden they will make you up in their minds and they'll be like, you're my girl. Yeah. Like they'll make you up. And uh, it's not a great way to actually connect and find your soulmate. But if you but want someone to fucking so far. fall in love with to you. stalk the shit out of you. Yeah. They will. That's why I get so many stalkers because I'm so mean to people, I think. Yeah. And I'm so nice. Zero stalkers. Yeah. I, have stalkers they, I would have probably accidentally given my address away eight times by now. Yeah. Those fucking idiots. It's Go crazy. for the mean people. I mean, guys just it's I asked I asked Mara Merrick how she's had seven people um, propose. propose to her. Yeah. And she goes, I just don't talk. Yeah, that's I yes. was like that is literally just kill me. <laughs> kill me right now. I'm like, it's been four years. I haven't had a proposal. Yeah. What do I just stop talking now? Do you want one? I want one so bad. That's oh, why really? I love you, Rosebud, because she's very open about how much she wants Good. to get married. Oh, I, I, want, I want let's talk so about this. Let's talk, so what do you like about it? What do I you... would suck someone else's dick to get married to Seton. Whoa. I would I, that's, that's probably not necessary. If that's though. what he told me it took, I would I would do it. You know what I mean? I'd be like I, I And that's what how about desperate. it to you? What do you First of all, I really need health insurance. Like, it's not okay. even a joke. Fair, fair, I'm not fair. kidding. Like, I really need it. He's got it. Honestly, like, that's why that. I'm like, Stephen, let's just get married. He'd be on my health insurance plan. It's fine. I'm He's constantly like, no. scared of getting breast cancer. I'm just like, I please, yeah, just marry me. Why you know specifically? I mean? Is that running your family? It runs in my family. Okay. Um, But like, also, I just want to like go to the dermatologist a lot. I'm like really obsessed with that. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I, <laughs> I've been wanting to get married to him specifically. That's like, good. I, I wasn't crazy about getting married before that. I wasn't like, you know, it's not like just anybody. But right. I want to marry him because he's he's so good at just leaving me alone. <laughs> That's beautiful. Well, there's a, it's there is really a is. that is a very important quality. When yeah. Some, if, when someone knows when to give you space and how much space to give you. Yeah. And you can't write that down on a piece of paper for someone. Yeah. It has to be natural. And yeah. that is rare. I mean, I just feel like I have so much freedom in my relationship to expand and create friendships and create my own life and like do what I want. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, wow, that's awesome. I mean, and he's happy for me. Like, he's the first guy that I've ever dated or been with that is genuinely, every time something good happens for me, he's excited. That's you know so what I mean? Cool. He'll be the first person to be like, oh my God, you're you're doing that. That's amazing. Like, it's like, and he really wants to see me do well. And I, and honestly, I have like no doubt in my mind that he just, like, sometimes I think people would, take someone who's like aloof and like be like oh he doesn't like love me or whatever i'm like no he loves me enough to like leave me alone yeah you know and yeah. like that is a hundred percent all i've ever wanted is just like a guy who wants me to he's like i'll be with you as long as you keep growing and i'm like oh, that is uh, god I, damn that's why i'm desperate to get married to of him course. yeah no shit you i hear you I mean? i'm yeah. like please if it's not you i'm just gonna fucking turn it turn it in yeah, like, yeah i don't yeah. care well, yeah. what's the what's the weight on his end? Um, I'm sure at this point. I, well, I know for a while it was like 
you know, family stuff. Like I don't, his parents didn't get, I don't want to like give up information about him because he's private, but like, you know, they, they weren't ever married, his parents. Okay. Okay. And, um, so that makes sense. You know, and I think it's just like, you know, he's, but I don't think he's against it. I think honestly, and lately I've been like, I feel like it's going to happen soon. I don't know. How old is he? Is that a secret? He's 30. How old is he? 35? And you're 30... 30 something. Something. You're around my age, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And oh, ooh. Can you I look ask, great. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Being in a, a by like a relationship where one person's white and the other person's black. <laughs> yeah. What do you get any? Does anything happen? Does do you get shit from anybody or no? Oh, no. Oh, awesome. No. Oh, good. But you oh, have good. the joke about your your dad finding out that scene. Yeah, was that black. was like that's a hundred percent like fabricated. Sta- well, oh, okay. the stereotypical like the the hacky, like the white girl's dad finding out. Like, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That's like it was a- based off of that. And it was like I was like, OK, well. You know, he did ask me, does your dad know I'm black? You know, which is like, I didn't expect that question. Uh-huh. And I did like say to him, why, what am I going to ruin this? Like, I like I did say to him, like, no, I'm not going to tell him that. It's going to yeah. be a surprise. Uh, and and it, what it's eaten. Of how course, he... my dad knew he was black. Oh, like, okay. Yeah. Um, but I, it's not like I, I think my dad had seen pictures or whatever. I didn't like. I wasn't like, dad, now listen. <laughs> right, right, right. I'm bringing a black man. It wasn't like a, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because your um, dad's not a racist. Yeah. And my cousins are, my cousin has uh, kids that are half black, half white. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, you know, this is, oh, I have a good friend, family friend who, who's her husband. She's white and her husband's black. But there's been people in other, just not in their lives that they care about that say shit. I'm like, what? Why do you care? It's not your life. It's I just, hers. I just feel like it's like uh, there are so many interracial couples now. I know. Yeah. That it's, I don't okay. even. I just assume that you're an interracial couple. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly. That makes me so happy to hear. I was hoping because I wanted to ask you that question. I was really hoping that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was like, no one gives a shit. Like, Nobody oh, cares. God. Nobody okay. cares. And if they do, I don't care. Well, we we did a live. Oh, God, I'll never forget this. Corinne and I did a live show uh, in. I forget what city it was in. But do you remember this guy? Hot black guy came up on stage because we did the advice. We did like a serious sit down advice. Like who has a serious problem? We're not going to joke about it. We want to like st- try and dive Wasn't into that it. in Phoenix? actually no it wasn't because i remember the the oh mate i don't know i don't know but the it was a black guy and he's like my my wife is white and you know when i first met her parents it was under the uh they were under the impression that we were just friends and they were so kind to me and we had dinner at their house and it was great and then uh, a couple months later they said we're dating and then when we got engaged she told them and they had a yard sale and sold all of her things and my friends came to the yard sale to buy her shit from her parents who are racist pieces of shit and didn't want like they wouldn't they disowned her, uh, their daughter because she was dating a black man. I'm like, wow, what? I didn't know that. Ha- and I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely Dude, people are racist. It definitely, it definitely. It's so racist. It's out there for sure. It is. Like when I say, oh, Not yeah, in New York as much. But right. yeah, yeah, I d- it's definitely out there. And for sure, I. If there's anything that like this political climate has taught me, it's like, oh, everything that I thought was like, you know, gone. Yeah. Mm. It's like alive and well. Yeah. Um, But uh, yeah, I don't know. Nobody has any. That's awesome. Yeah. It's not. It's like not even an issue at all. Um, Thank God. Yeah. Thank yeah, because it's that's such an unnet like shit. That's so go get the fuck out of here. Yeah. You know, I don't want kids, though. I don't. I have no interest in that. Yeah. Does he? I don't know. I love how oh, you've you been together for four years and you've you never- really like someone to leave you alone. No, wow. no, no. It's not that. It's just like, 
we I think we both have uh, vacillating opinions. Is that okay. oscillating? Vacill- what is the? I don't know. I would say you probably mean oscillating because like a fan oscillates. Where did the vas- like an oscillating fan? Like it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like we um we, we our, our opinion it changes. Change. Yeah, and uh, and it's uh, you know it's like one day we'll see an Instagram post and be like, oh, it'd be nice to have a kid. But then the right. next day, I I know for a fact that if I had a kid, comedy would take a backseat. Like it's not I I'm too fucking tired to have a child and pursue yeah. comedy. Sure, of course. And two dogs. I'm like, too tired yeah, yeah. to have two dogs. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I uh so I know that my comedy would take the back seat and he'd be on the road and I'd be so fucking that sounds, resentful. Yeah, it sounds mm-hmm. like a nightmare. You know what I mean? So yeah. I and I know I know that about myself. So un, unless my Smart. career is fucking just skyrocketing. I I have no interest. Yeah. And besides, I grew up like doing that. You know what I mean? Like you were care. a mom already, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. And then I was oh, a nanny that's a good point. Yeah. for a while. And I'm like, I just don't have any interest. Why is it always the fucking woman that takes care of the kid? Is it just because she can breastfeed it? I mean, is that why? Is that why it's always assumed that the woman is the one and the guy's on the road? I think I mean, it's I know honestly, pregnancy takes I think a biologically to- you you have to like I think you I don't think I don't think your body like your instincts. You, yeah. To like. Yeah. Just leave a kid. Right. But like, why, why, you know, I know that there are stay at home dads, but why? I don't know. You don't Cindy really Cindy Lauper's husband is a stay at home dad. That's why she's one oh, of my favorites. I mean, my dream truly is like, I, I would actually that. have a kid at this point if I could convince someone to give up on their dreams. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm totally fine paying for everything and going out and working. And if I just like come home and like there's a hot meal waiting for me right. and the house is clean. That I truly sounds amazing. That honestly, it does sound yeah, it pretty sounds great. good. Because it is, it's, it is too much. And that's much. why men wanted it because that's the role that women played forever though. And I think it's interesting though that like men loved that deal I feel like back in the day but like you do need it, it. So like you do need like when you're as an adult like I do I knew, need someone to help me to yeah. clean like my apartment and like because right now like my my like day-to-day life is in shambles like my career going great but like truly I feel my house is a mess I feel like yeah. I'm constantly like not being as good of a dog mom as I want to be even though I'm like doing a great job I, I feel like sometimes like I'll cut like I fell asleep one night without uh feeding Alfred and like he didn't give a shit because dogs don't have any concept of time but like it made me want to cry like I was yeah like, I cried yeah, yeah, yeah because I was like I'm such a bad mom even yeah, though yeah. I'm not at all yeah. and like he didn't give a shit and if he was really hungry he would have pawed me in the face and told me yeah but it's just this constant constant stress so like when James helps me it feels so much better by the way you get over that that whole like dog mom guilt that's like the first I mean, even first dog year that you guilt. have a dog like you're like I'm a fucking terrible dog mom but then you're like you think about it and you're like well you would have been fucking way worse off with somebody else you know yeah like i think about it with bama and i'm like first of all she's such a fucking maniac anybody else would put her down (laughs) you know what i mean i know yeah yeah so i'm like you're lucky to be alive bitch you know what i mean and (laughs) she's my best friend yeah yeah so um here's a question for both of you because you both have your boyfriend doesn't live with you but lives close Mm -hmm. How do you fuck with dogs in the house? Because when when we were babysitting Alfred, there was no chance. <laughs> oh 
my God. Well, I told you you had you just have to close the door. We did, but then the crying, and I felt you just, so I didn't yeah, want you just well, you feel you too bad the crying. Yeah, of course, he'll stop Ugh. crying. I mean, I yeah, I told you I was like, cause like you know, it's but like then the neighbor he's in a new yeah new environment. I mean, I what about I, the neighbor? Like it, it was loud. I didn't want him to. I don't know. Oh, if he's downstairs, I don't think they're gonna hear the crying downstairs. I just wanted to see if I could do if we could do it. Yeah. I mean, because we, we were considering getting a dog. That's why I'm so glad I got to watch Alfred. But man, yeah, Alfred's also still a baby. Yeah, I mean, he's so cute. If he if you get an older dog, they're gonna be they're not gonna give a shit about that. Alfred is also like has um, a lot of personality. I've yeah. never had a dog that was he's like, like a so. Per, yeah, like so human. He I looks at like you and you know what he's saying. I feel like it's you have to do fuck training. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> right. Which sounds disgusting. It's you're not fucking the dog, but like you, it's you have Some to. Some people got real bums. Like we always, that, we always go into the bedroom, right? We close the door. And the dogs just like go away. You know what I mean? And but, you also have two dogs, so they're fr- they can keep each other oh, company. Each other company. But we did. I will say this. Okay, we there's a command that my both my dogs know. It's go to your place, right? And if I say go to your place, they go to their beds. There's two separate beds, and so we tried fucking on the couch last week, and uh, we were like fucking while watching Stranger Things, right? Wow, real casual fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> uh, and fuck and Seton's like literally right about to come and charlie comes over and starts like pawing yeah and i hear seaton go go to your place and it was like the funniest mid fucking thing i've ever go to your place dog okay, go to your place, go to your place. <laughs> please please for the love of god go to your place i was trying i'm laughing. trying to go to my place you go to yours i was asshole. like i know i can't laugh right now because he's like about to come but i'm i'm t- i'm like holding it in you know what i mean because we're fucking doggy style so he can't see me and i'm <laughs> The tears are like I'm just like <laughs> I'm crying, laughing. You know what I mean? Ah, yeah. And I cannot. I couldn't even keep it. It was oh so God. fucking funny. Go to your place. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Oh, oh my gosh. I mean, yeah, we've we've even fucked like with Alfred in the room and just like literally swatting him away. <laughs> yeah, because he's I would little. imagine it has to get to that point yeah. eventually. So yeah, we just do whatever. I mean, it doesn't really. Yeah, I don't know. You get just like anything. You just figure it out. How did how did you fuck? I mean, I've I've always find a way to fuck that's one thing i'm you not find a way yeah, yeah even when i had a roommate in college in the same room yeah i would just find a way to fuck with her in the room i'm yeah. like you're not leaving so so i'm fucking i'm putting up a curtain and this is happening yeah you know yeah. it's like i'm sorry i don't know what to i don't know what well, to do it's a basic human need okay it's like eating. it is you like just you figure it out it. you figure yeah. it out uh all right and so i think we, we gotta wrap up in a second but uh i wanted to come full circle like what what made you finally decide to like go to therapy as an adult because you said you've been in therapy for six years alcoholism like what what's how did you, you seem the, you seem very point? you're very together you're a person that i feel like uh your friends go to you when they need some good life advice that's so true yeah people, you're always vaping you're like a very fancy corella deville people cut <laughs> Like a blonde Corella Deville. I feel like yeah, Rosebud's like a Corella Deville. I'm a very fancy Corella. <laughs> I love that. Um, I uh, I started going to therapy because I was with an um, a guy who was such a bad alcoholic that uh, and he was really abusive. Um, he was physically, physically, um, emotionally, verbally the worst person I've ever been with in my life, and I couldn't wow. I couldn't get out of it. Um, You know why I couldn't get out of it, though, was because he was I wanted so badly. I was terrified that he was going to um, relapse. And I and I was like, this is this is saving him. it does. Yeah, I was trying to save him. And it and it didn't have 
to do with love. It wasn't like it was pure codependency. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I'm going to I'm 100 percent going to just like go to therapy throughout this so that even if this relationship doesn't work out, I'm going to be with this guy like I'm going to be doing it consciously. Yeah. Wow. Like even if my life is totally fucked up, I have to be conscious about it. I have Uh to because I don't think there's anything wrong with making unhealthy decisions as long as you know why you're doing it. Self-aware and then you learn and that's how you become a better person. Slowly. Yeah, I would. I remember him getting back from the hospital, having like seizures on my floor. (sighs) Oh, Oh, shit. And calling a friend and being like, I have an I have a therapy appointment in an hour. Please come watch him and going to therapy. Shit. And being like and screaming and being like just like sobbing. And it was like, you know, really trying to like get my shit together. Did therapy help you get out of that relationship? Um, Honestly, he well, what helped me get out of it was that he actually hit me. And I was like, oh, shit, I'm going to because so that so the first that was the only time he did it. No, it had happened before. Okay, but, you know, I did the thing where, well, I hit him first. Like I slapped him and then he slapped me back and I my head hit the wall (sighs) and I was like bleeding mm. and i was like well you know he, he we, hit back he hit back so you know i was like that doesn't really count which by the way it does um and if you have to hit a, a person or you feel that you have to you're you're already you need to get the fuck out but right, like no one should be hitting anyone in a right, relationship right or ever really. right yeah just <laughs> unless it's in self-defense right unless you're a boxer yeah in a and ring. uh it was and then um the night that it happened where he he really went off was uh, I was just like I'm out of here I'm done wow and, and how I long re- were you in that relationship um I was in that relationship for two years he <laughs> was in that relationship for a year I oh say. does that make sense yeah 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 because yeah, yeah. I was like his nurse for the first year yeah and I thought that that, that counted was, yeah but that's a different kind of relationship <laughs> understandable sure. yeah but that's why therapy is so important it's such an important it's tool so of important. self-reflection of yeah. like and getting you to come to the, your own conclusions. If you get your self-esteem from like helping other people in their lives, um, th- you might want to like take a look at, first of all, read my favorite book in the world, Codependent No More, which Ooh, will I'm change your that. fucking life. And uh, it's it just teaches you about like why, why you need that. You know what I mean? And like when I left him, I didn't even know what I liked. I didn't know where I got my wow. self-esteem. I didn't know what I liked to do. It's like how I got into comedy. Shit, I got to read that book. Yeah, it's fantastic. Mm. It's really good. That's one I don't need to read. I'm no, good. yeah, you're yeah, yeah, yeah. good. You're good. No. Where can Sometimes we find I you? worry that I don't care enough. Um, <laughs> right. Where can we find you online? Um, you can find me on Instagram at Rosebud Baker and on Twitter at Rosebud Baker. And if I may, I Absolutely. would love Whatever to plug. Whatever you want, girl. Um, I'm headlining Caroline's on Broadway on December 12th. Mm. Awesome. Seven, seven o'clock. Or 7.30. Uh, yeah, 7.30. One of those times. Look on the website. Look on the website. Um, tickets are available with promo code ROSEBUD. Um, discount tickets. So please come to that. It's going to be so fun. Wait, um, is that the one that I'm opening for you? I don't know. Are you? Yeah. Because I asked you to. Yeah, we're not going to Australia. Yes. All right. And we are in opening. The, we are in the future, guys. Yeah. Fuck don't yeah. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, that makes me so happy. So Corinne's going to be there, too. <laughs> I was like, wait, is that... <laughs> Corinne, Mike Cannon, and Rob Hayes. That's awesome. Nice. It's going to be great. December 12th. And I hope you're dressed like a Tin Man like you are now. Um, Except you have a Tin Man hat, too. I'm dressed sort of Tin Man, sort of sister wife. We'll see. Yes. Yeah. I love this. Well, thank you so much, Rosebud, for sitting down uh, and talking to us. This has been Guys We Fucked, the anti-slut shaming podcast. We'll talk to you next Friday.
Love. Their Fit Finder quiz recommends the bra that's right for your size and shape. And now you could try one of their bras for free for 30 days. You just pay $2.99 for shipping. Go to thirdlove.com slash GWF to find the perfect fitting bra for you and try it free for 30 days. Thirdlove.com slash GWF. <laughs> 